Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. Merrimack taking on UNH. It's game two tonight of the Hockey East first round series here at J. Tom Lawler Arena. And joining us is Dan Parkhurst. He is the radio and television voice of the UNH Wildcats. And, uh, well, Dan, first of all, let's talk about last night's game. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, UNH, a good road victory for them. Obviously, any victory in the playoffs is a good one, but uh, they rode a, a pretty hot goaltender last night. Danny Taroni played. Uh, very, very well. I'm wondering, how does his performance last night compare to other games that you've seen him play? Is that one of the best games he's played this year? One of the best he's played this year, certainly. He's played some games. Uh, obviously, you go back to last year, the, the, the quarterfinal series down at Providence. Um, and there's been a couple games this year where he's maybe stolen a game for the Wildcats. Um, maybe earlier down at Providence this year, get a win down there. A win at Lowell that was a little bit closer than the, the shots on goal uh, kind of show. Um, but uh, certainly one of his better games. He did a real good job of controlling shots, kicking them off to the corners, swallowing up shots that were shot at him. Uh, didn't leave a lot of bad rebounds. Had to, you know, All goalies have to make a few reaction saves over the course of a game. So he, he, There were a couple out there, but uh, um, there really weren't a lot of second chances for the Warriors last night, despite the fact that there were 46 shots on goal. Yeah. Uh, another reason for that, too, I think, is that the, the defense played very, very tough uh, right, in front of him, right in front of him in that uh, the greasy area right around the crease. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it was uh, um, because a lot of pucks did get to the net, uh, so they, they needed that to, to happen to, to be successful and, and, and not give guys opportunities just you know to pop one in from in close. And another guy, obviously, Marcus Vela had two goals. Uh, even without the empty netter, the you know the one goal that he scored was the game winner, the big goal. But I, I thought, I thought other than that, he, you know, he he was another guy that played very, very well at both ends of the ice, especially for a freshman to see that in the playoffs. I'm sure Dickie Miller's happy about that. Yeah, totally. And he and he's probably the guy in the freshman class that all year long has shown the best upside. Uh, I mean, uh, he scored a few goals in the exhibition game right at the start of the year to uh, get everybody's you know expectations up maybe a little higher than they should be. But uh, it took him a while to adjust to the speed of the game. Um, but uh, he's a guy like Podorowski last year. Um, has not quite the same kind of point totals as Podorowski had last year, but he's the guy who um, can really bring it in all facets of the game uh, going forward for the Wildcats. Yeah, speaking of which, that line again, I thought played well, or at least played better and better as the game got along. Earlier in the game, they were probably, you know, they were contained pretty well, I think, by Merrimack, but they were able to break free and make some things happen, especially in the third period. If nothing else, uh, there were a couple of shifts where they were able to cycle the puck in the zone for quite a while. If nothing else, run some time off the clock and help UNH get get close that much closer to a victory. Yeah, and I think uh, I think we saw some ebbs and flows last night in that uh, where there were there were stretches uh, uh, where you know Wildcats couldn't get the puck out. Of their zone and there were stretches where the Warriors couldn't get the puck out of their zone. I, obviously, I think the Warriors had the better of the riding time uh, throughout the course of the game, um, but I was real happy with last night's performance for UNH. Uh, had a lead going into the third period, and last week, even though I wasn't at the game last week, you know, going down uh, to UConn in overtime after having a three-goal lead going into the third period, uh, it, it was good for me to see them come out and play with some confidence and get some riding time in the Merrimack zone early on in the third period. I thought that just boded well for the Wildcats, given the way things had gone. Yeah, and coming off of that series last week, especially that Saturday game, did you feel going in that they had to at least you know get the first goal or at least play well in the first couple of periods that you know they they, they couldn't come off of that kind of a loss and then fall behind in this game last night? I've kind of felt that the whole second half of the year is that this is a team that has gone behind so many times that uh, um, they really were not able to 
come back. You know, I mean, it, it's a grind when you're when you're always trying to play from behind by a goal. And in UNH's cases, they were often going down two goals, and it's uh, it's real tough to do. So I, I it's funny because I mean they have more than enough firepower to be able to come back in games like that. Yeah, it's just it just you know it, it wears on you mentally and emotionally. I think as as the season goes on, when you when you keep kind of dig yourself out of one or two goal holes. Uh, um, I thought they played a. Uh, a an okay first period. I thought they played a pretty good second period um, for UNH. Um, but um, if they, uh, I don't know how they'll react if they go down early in a game like tonight. Also, want to talk about that. You, you mentioned that you actually weren't at the UNH games last weekend. You were working for NBC Sports Network doing the uh, the television broadcast of Notre Dame and Boston University out in South Bend. Uh, pretty good series out there uh, between a couple of teams. Uh, certainly among the better teams in the league. What would what, you come away with uh, from that? From that series, your thoughts on both of those teams? Well, I think they're very similar teams. Uh, I, I think BU's a little bit better offensively. I think Notre Dame's a little bit better defensively. Um, I think Peterson's a little bit better of a goaltender than McGuire, although McGuire played great all weekend uh, for BU. Um, I think that for if you had to put me in a head-to-head matchup with those two teams on a regular basis, I think BU would come out on top more times than Notre Dame would, just because um, I think their firepower, even though they only they couldn't score on Peterson on Saturday night, I think I think BU's firepower is just a, a little bit better, and their team speed's just a little bit better. Um, but those are two teams that are. Uh, you know, BU's got to play an opening round series here this weekend. But uh, you know, I think you could take any one of the top five teams in the league, and you know, they're all pretty good. Also, uh, you, I know you'll be doing a game next week, a playoff game, one of the playoff games, American Sports Network. But uh, we don't know yet, obviously, which game it's going to be. But quickly, let's touch on the other series that are going on. They're all going to get underway tonight. First of all, Maine's going to be at Northeastern. I think this is an interesting one uh, because they just played last week. Certainly, I think Maine's better than they played last week. I mean, you know, are they you know better than Northeastern to win? You know, maybe you know more than half out of 10 games i'm not sure but could they win two out of three i certainly think they could yeah i think the black bears could i i i, I don't think it'll happen I, I i think i think northeastern's just just got too much mojo going on right now um, um i wouldn't be shocked to see it go three games but uh northeastern's turned on the on the firepower here um seem to be clicking on all cylinders getting good goaltending from ruck uh i think uh um I don't think I don't think the Black Bears will win two out of three there. Um, I think it could go three, but uh, in all honesty, I, I think Northeastern picks up a sweep. I just think Maine's just kind of down on themselves right now. Uh, Vermont at UConn, the nine versus eight matchup. I know Vermont won there two times earlier in the year, but uh, I mean UConn seems to be playing well right now. We know they have a goaltender who can get the job done when it counts, and uh, we'll see if he can do it in the playoffs. And Rob Nichols, but certainly uh, you know they've got more uh, more of an offensive. Uh, you know, capability than they did last year. The young players are pretty good for UConn. Yeah, and UConn's definitely a better offensive team than Vermont is too. But Vermont likes Vermont can shut you down. Uh, they're a strong defensive team. Uh, Santa Guida's, you know, you know, back after being injured. Uh, you know, so I, I think both goaltenders in that matchup uh, are pretty good. And Rob Nichols is obviously a great goaltender and and, and you know one of the tops uh, in the league considering just how many. Opportunity he faces over the course of a season, especially last year. Uh, but but UConn has definitely brought in uh, um, uh, some more skilled players and uh, have been able to turn it on offensively. 
And UMass is at BU, the 12 versus 5 matchup. I mean, that's going to be a tough, uh, tough matchup, no question for for UMass. And, and like you said, BU is uh, you know just falling out of the top four and having to play in this round, but uh, certainly one of one of the best teams in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's just BU got off to a sluggish start on the season. Um, uh, just for whatever reason, you know, struggled in. Uh, in October, and even though there weren't a ton of league games in October, it just kind of got them off on on a on a bad start uh, to the year. And uh, they've played well since. Um, uh, I think that um, I mean I don't see anything but a sweep out of that weekend uh, for Boston University. Uh, I just think they're significantly better than UMass, really, in every aspect of the game. All right, this game tonight, uh, then UNH at Merrimack, game two. Uh, what do you think is important then for the Wildcats here? Um, and then second of all, if the series does end up going to a third game, which will be Sunday, and there will be a day off in between, uh, what do you think will be key in that point? Well, I think the key for the Wildcats tonight is uh, uh, come out and, and, and play a better first period than they did yesterday. Um, if they can play, you know, get some puck possession time, because UNH really is a puck possession team, uh, if they can get some of those things to, to work in their favor, and if they can get an early goal, that would obviously be a, a great key for the Wildcats. Um, you know, just because they've had to play from behind so many times. I think that was a big boost for them yesterday. And, you know, even though it came in the second period, uh, I definitely think it was a big boost in, in their game. If they could get an early one today, that would, that would bode well for the Wildcats. All right, Dan, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Uh, no offense. Hopefully we're back here on Sunday. But, uh, you know, either way, have a good game tonight with yourself and Pete Webster. <laughs> you too, Mike. Have a good one. All right, Dan Parker is our guest here from UNH Radio and also NBC Sports Network. We're back with more right after this. American Sports Network as well and UNH TV. I, I don't have the time to run down the list of everything that Dan does as well as uh, the Hockey's website where he does an outstanding job. At any rate, we'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.